Okay, so welcome to our third podcast. And this one is entitled, It's Bad, But I Like It. We're talking today about how to keep your diet on track when training is curtailed or limited. And you're a bit just generally frazzled. We've obviously Kate's with me again. And also this week, we've got a sports nutritionist with Liz Johnston Tro with us. Hi, Liz. Hi, hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Hi, Liz. Hi. Liz is sat out in France, everybody, and it's 25 degrees, not making us that gentle. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Kate. It is pretty <laughs> lovely today. <laughs> Look, gorgeous. It is, it is absolutely beautiful and looking to stay that way for the next few days, luckily. Oh, stop rubbing it in because I think we've got two days of decent weather, half decent weather, and then it's supposed to get cold again. Oh, <laughs> well, enjoy it while you can. Thanks, Chip. Do <laughs> you like to give us a, just a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, well, hi everyone, and thanks Paul and Kate for letting me join you today and have a little discussion about sports nutrition. I'm the owner of a place called Les Vigeants Training Holidays. Uh, it's a little retreat that we have out in France here. Now, I actually I began doing sports nutrition really with the idea just to support the business, so that we could be really confident that uh, the food that we're delivering to all of our athletes was going to be of like really the best quality and was going to be able to support them for the days of training that they had ahead. After about three years, it did take me quite a while to get through it all, I finally completed in sports nutrition and uh, I was very proud uh, achieving the top level of distinction. Well done, you. <laughs> yeah, well Thank done. you. You started off by deciding to do it to support your business and we've kind of dragged you into this <laughs> yeah. and using you a little bit more in the future to keep us on track with our athletes that'd be great that'd be awesome yeah uh so if we crack on we we came out with some questions kate and i put some questions together for, for liz our listeners would be quite interested in uh, and the first one we had was how do we fuel effectively to enable you as athletes to do the training that you want to do and to have the energy levels to sustain that level of training interesting this really normally forms the very first uh, conversation i have with my clients and um we usually involve actually slightly changing the individual's mindsets so it's more about thinking about food as fuel to support your training and how it can give you that little bit of extra during that training on your race day or even trying to avoid that fatigue for as long as possible so what we normally start by doing is keeping a food diary um, that's something that actually any, anyone here can do themselves it's not that difficult and there's loads of apps out there which are easily available um, my favorite that i usually use is my fitness pal i think you've used that one as well in the past haven't you kate i have liz is drawing me into the fact that i'm currently doing a food diary for liz at the moment everybody so <laughs> i'm going through this process with liz so no doubt she'll be asking me some questions later i think the best thing about using these apps like this is it lets you see from a really top level the kind of the percentage of carbohydrate to fat to protein that you're consuming in your diet and and therefore it really highlights if you need to make any major changes the next thing we tend to do is we kind of look at the training plan as well that involves the time of day that the sessions are taking place uh, and of course dietary preferences and one thing that usually stands out especially with the athletes that are burning off calories in the hundreds thousands a day is that they usually feel very hungry and often very very tired so after we've had a bit of time following a particular plan meal plan uh, feedback tends to be which is wonderful is about how full they feel and in fact one of my favorite comments was 
I can't believe how full I feel and I've lost weight. <laughs> which just goes to show that really when you spend the time planning with what you eat and when you eat it can really make a big difference that's that bit's music to my ears at the moment Liz <laughs> two weeks on on a training camp and then on the third week being in lockdown just eating like you're still on a training camp and not moving it is the truth and uh, I can't actually deny that I put weight on in the last week as well so it was a bit of a trauma but never mind at home like we are is uh, the temptation to get in the kitchen and bake nice sweet cakes and treats especially when we've got young ones in the house and it's something fun to do with them as well and then of course you end up just snacking that a little bit more and more each time don't you yeah i don't have that problem because i can't cook Paul's however your daughter does Wednesday, so he might have that problem this afternoon as i was saying yeah. kate doesn't live making beautiful cakes as well <laughs> yes Yes. Just coming back to your point around, you know, um, being able to eat more with the training. What, yep. what kind of, like at a high level, what kind of um, breakdown is that in terms of each of the main nutrient groups? Can you, can you tell us that? Yeah, I mean, it does depend um, on exactly where you are in terms of your training. However, from a really top level, you'd be looking at normally trying to structure your meals around about 60% carbohydrate sort of 15 to 30 percent fat and then the rest protein um and it is important that that then gets tweaked according to where you are in your training of course whether or not you're trying to target some weight loss whether you're approaching your peak training week or even your race day so the percentages will will change according to where you are that that sort of marries up liz with with what i've told my athletes in the past what sort of things should they be eating in terms of particularly carbohydrates and uh, how important are carbohydrates to the diet? Well, I mean, really, it doesn't matter what you're, what you're training for, what the intensity is, what type of training it is. I mean, there's one thing that we can't do without, and that is carbohydrates. They are the number one fuel that we need in order to be able to achieve it in anything that we're doing. Um, so with carbohydrates and making up the majority of each meal, we need to ensure that we're, we're, we're getting a really good quality complex carbohydrate into our diet so we're looking at grains pulses those starchy vegetables and plenty of fruits but what we eat then it really links in very well with the when we eat so whether it's going to be pre during or post workout we need to try and match the right type of carbohydrate at the right time so by that what i'm what i mean is we're looking at if you've got a breakfast scheduled maybe a couple of hours ahead of a training session then you need a really good low GI breakfast. So something like porridge is really, really good to help sustain you for those few hours um, before and into that uh, training session. And it'll also help you feel a lot fuller for longer. If you're then looking to have a snack during a workout, which can really help raise your blood sugar and give you that little bit of an extra boost, you need that really high GI snack just before a workout will really help raise your blood sugar level and give you that extra little boost and uh, when you're during a really long training session so we're looking at sort of greater than that 60 to 90 minutes bananas dried fruits and energy bars can really help delay that fatigue i know quite often a lot of people do struggle with the solid foods during training so good alternatives are in fact just normal chalkboard energy drinks so it's your preference or homemade energy drinks um i think my personal favorite that is my go-to at the moment tends to be apple juice so i do a sort of a 50 50 apple juice with water um yeah it's a good one <laughs> and then it makes maybe sometimes an electrolyte 
um, depending on you know what the day's like if it's a lot hotter outside just sort of you know adapt to your preferences as well post training though so it's really important to restore your glycogen levels of course the intensity of the workout should also be taken into account because a really intense session can take its toll on your body so you need to think about replenishing those lost carbs, proteins, vitamins and minerals really as soon as possible. Liz, is that, yeah. is that for any higher intensity session or just uh, longer ones? Um, depending on the type of session will depend on what your recovery needs will be. Mm-hmm. And that's quite down to an individual preference as well. I'd say, for example, when I've done, I've just done a, a really good hard uh, running session where my body's taking quite a pounding on the roads, I tend to feel quite stiff and achy. And, and it's usually due to quite a bit of inflammation in the joints. For me, I, my kind of my go-to is uh, a golden recharge smoothie, um, which we made up of some banana, some carrot, some fresh turmeric and ginger, coconut milk and some cinnamon, because within there, you've got some really good um, anti-inflammatories within there. And it really does help make a difference and allow you to then be able to, to train the next day, which was something that I was never able to do before. Oh, that's interesting. Apart from the ginger bit, there's no way I'm putting ginger in anything that's minging. Can we say that's a personal preference, Kate? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's what I was getting at. I might have put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> the same I would have ginger in it. I love ginger. My husband doesn't like it either. Whenever I'm I do like a ginger beer. Yeah. Oh, you put too much ginger in. It's so good for you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Never mind. I'll have the ginger in the curries. It's all right. Okay. So, how? I guess there's one one question that came up was how do we adjust um, our fueling and our nutrition um, when training is reduced? as a lot of people are finding it is at the moment because they either they're injured or they're there's COVID-19 or the other commitments um, and perhaps even just limitations with having a bad day at work and, and that sort of thing as well. Um, I think if you're able to keep a food diary and I know I've, I've talked about this before but if you are able to keep a food diary and then plan your meals effectively what you'll find is that it's going to be a lot easier to to see where adjustments can be made um however the real challenge is adjusting for when a major change has happened so for example a swimmer who's like been training 10 to 12 hours a week um who can no longer get to that pool anymore so they then start looking for other ways to then support their fitness they'll end up taking up more running cycling strength and conditioning work and and as we know you know it takes a while for the body to then adapt to be able to to run for a longer period of time or cycle for a longer period of time and so they end up with having um, far few hours during their training week. Often the athlete will find themselves you know, trying to continue to eat exactly as they were before and probably getting away with eating a lot of naughty snacks as well. I mean, I can say um, you know, from a personal perspective, my, my daughter here, she is in fact a swimmer, obviously young as well, which uh, also helps. But she is able to get away with eating a lot of those naughty snacks. Now, she is in exactly this position right now whereby she cannot train at all any more than just a few hours for running um and and we are having to find that you know we are having to reduce snacking down by quite a bit i think it is important though that if firstly don't panic okay a few weeks isn't going to make that much difference to you and and make sure you listen to your body and eat when you're hungry and and drink lots and lots of water 
Um, my top tip is definitely reduce that snacking where you can. Alcohol, obviously wasted calories. But most importantly, try and plan into your day healthy snacks. Because if you are able to make sure you've taken on a snack that uh, is good for you, good and healthy, not high in fat, then you're going to avoid those hunger pangs, which often result in reaching for those crisps and chocolate. Yeah, almost broke my heart, uh-huh. the wine bit there. But can you give a couple of examples, Liz, of healthy snacks that people can go and grab? or make probably yeah absolutely um in fact there's a, a website that i would highly recommend people go and take a look at and uh it's called swim bake run now as you can imagine the title suggests baking so there might be some very naughty snacks in there however Leanne uh, is a very passionate triathlete and and baker she does often try and find a way of making a naughty snack a little bit less naughty uh she's also got some really good healthy snacks uh, options in there as well so for example uh, we could be looking at uh, pita breads so pita breads with tuna makes a really nice healthy snack uh, if you're looking at uh, an afternoon training session the good old uh, peanut butter sandwich is always a good one to go to so another option uh, uh, which is uh, a nice one that can be found on that swim bake run site too is the uh, sweet potato toasties uh, which are absolutely beautiful and homemade hummus can't beat a bit of homemade hummus I've actually made homemade made homemade hummus before just once <laughs> it's easier to buy it I, I've done it once I think I made it once it didn't come out great but yeah no, I think mine was a bit sloppy those are really nice ideas thank you Liz and what's that website again swim bake run Swim, bake, run. Love it. So with, with all those naughty but nice, that's why we called the, the podcast It's Bad But We Like It. Tell us like the most effective ways to reach your target training weight. If we're looking at weight reduction, I think firstly I'd like people to challenge themselves as the reasons to why they would like to, to lose weight in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you know, we are all different and guidelines really are just that and one size does not fit all. Uh, so secondly, if you are targeting weight loss, try and stick within the recommended guidelines. I'd say try not to aim to lose any more than one pound in body weight per week. Calorie reduction per day. So you should be looking to reduce your calories by no more than three to 500. And as an absolute minimum, look at 25 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. And that will give you um, the absolute minimum calorie requirement. Uh, what was that last one, Liz? 25 grams per kilogram of body weight per day okay cool that would have, would similarly would apply so if if your rationale is that you're injured or you know we, we can't get out and and do all our training sessions rationale would apply to in those situations as well at the moment the situation that we find ourselves in is that you know a lot of us have had our, our races cancelled our target races for the year um and so we're no longer building up to the, the peak peak training weeks like before so normally you know, what we'd recommend is if people are trying to target weight loss you would do it during your base training weeks i guess we really are in our base training weeks as there is no stepping up at the moment so if people are looking to try and and lose a little bit of weight now could be a quite a good time to do it and then you answered my question around not um not trying to lose weight during race season because it absolutely affects performance 
Absolutely, absolutely. During during your base training is the way to go. Liz, just to finish off, um, if you gave us three golden nuggets, if you like, uh, three things not to forget when it comes to diet, what would they be? <laughs> Love it. Three golden nuggets. Okay, I think my first top tip is definitely take time to plan your meals. Okay, a balanced diet is going to provide you with all the vitamins and minerals that you're needed. Okay, and avoid you then having to, to spend out lots of money on any potential supplements. Number two, plan healthy snacks in. That way you're going to avoid those hunger pangs where you're going to be reaching for those crisps and chocolate. And my third one is think about the right food at the right time. So fueling before, during, and of course, don't forget your recovery. Just remind us, Liz, what's the website for Swim Bake Run? Uh, it's exactly that, Paul, swimbakerun.co.uk. Brilliant. And also, um, what is, what's the website for your business as well for the holidays? So we are www.lesvigeants.com and we provide fully catered uh, holidays uh, whereby you can come out as a family or as a group and you can focus on all your training whilst we provide the beautiful food and accommodation to suit you. I have to say, having been there a couple of times, it is awesome. Thanks, Kate. All right, Liz, thanks very much for joining us. Love it. Great. Thanks, Kate. All right, guys. For the listeners, what's our next podcast going to be about? Uh, the next podcast is about how to return to full training in the most optimal way. Uh, so when, hopefully, this, this COVID-19 gets removed, removed or the, some of the restrictions get removed we can start training a little bit more and getting back in the pool um, and going out and doing a little bit more on the bike and that sort of thing brilliant thank you very much liz and we will speak to everyone soon bye